to the Speaking of Tangents podcast. I don't know why I'm yelling. I'm sorry about that. I'm Jason. And I'm KJ. And in this episode, we discuss the flu, food, Iron Man, bridges, Kickstarters, smouges, and almost managed to go into the deep end, all while still discussing our week in review. Then we'll play Pro No One Say This, and KJ ambushes me with a quiz. Sort of. At some point, you'll find out if we have a guest. When we play, do we have a guest? Later, we'll get into some more first world problems, as I primarily complain more about insurance. And then we'll do some recommendations, where we talk about some of the movies, music, and TV that we've been into lately, or maybe not so much into, before devolving into a conversation about KJ's boy. And we'll wrap it all up with feedback, and of course, more ridiculous Amazon reviews. All that, plus... Well, this whole episode is pretty much one big conversational tangent, so... In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now, we'll review... Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So, howdy, Mr. Fuse. How you doing? Hello. What's up? Not much going on here. What about you? How you been? Um, my whole family's had the flu. Well, not my whole family. Half my family's had the flu for the past uh, couple of weeks. That's been slowing me down. Um, but, uh, you know, just not being able to sleep much at night, trying to take care of them. They're, they've been up. But uh, today, finally, uh, everybody's back at school and work, and everything seems back to normal, hoping for <laughs> some lack of sickness and disease for at least at least a couple of months here now getting into the spring so you have managed to avoid this so far fortunately yes um i thought yesterday that it could be coming on a little bit um but uh better today so i may have dodged it i hope so good And, and i'm glad to hear everyone else is feeling better yes my my daughter finally got back to her you know usual jumping around like a maniac ways uh this morning so she went or last night really so she went to school today and it's it's been good and uh speaking of speaking of her um i meant to say when when i said what's up at the beginning it reminded me that whenever i say what's up to her Uh uh-huh like you know how you doing she said or not how you doing but what's up what's been going on she says good (laughs) instead of saying how she's in Wait a minute, I'm confusing myself. Oh, <laughs> instead of saying of that lack you know, of sleep you've had. Yeah, it's it's been it's been rough. But uh, instead of saying, you know, what she's been has been going on or what's happening at the moment, she just says good, like how she's doing when I say what's up. And so I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's, maybe she's confusing that. And then I started thinking, maybe when I say what's up, she's saying good, as in good is what is up. So or maybe right she- now. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm saying maybe she's just skipping a step step because she knows you're going to say, what's up? How you doing? Actually, I never say that, though. Oh. I never do. Okay. So I always say, what's up? Like, you know, what you been up to? And she always says, good. So what I'm thinking is, good is what is up. Like, what's up? Good. Good's up. So I, that's what I'm saying right now is since everybody is back at work and school and healthy, good is up. Nice. That's what's up. Good. I'm glad to see that that. bad is down. Yes, bad can suck it for (laughs) at least a little while. I'm tired of bad. Yeah. Um, So, um, because. What's been going on with you? 
well, not a whole lot. We are in day, what, 21 maybe of our food? You, you and I started on different days. Yes. Um, I'm not 21 yet. Uh, 20, I'm doing 20 days, and it'll be over on Sunday for me. So this weekend. Oh, so how are how are you? What are you? How's it going? How are you? How are you hanging in there? Or are you hanging in there? Uh, good and bad. Good and bad are both up in this situation. Okay. Okay, I'm at uh, 23 days. I checked my time flies out. I was getting ready to say you should have an app for this, don't you? 23 days. And how are you doing with it so far? Uh, you know, it's not. It's better. It's definitely better. I still have my sweet cravings. But yeah. I kind of learn. I've kind of realized that there. It's not a. It's not really that I'm craving sweets as much as it's been a habit for me to eat supper or you know, and then an hour or two later have some sort of snack when I'm really yep. not hungry. Yep. Um. So it's really the habit. Yeah, it gets me. Yeah, too. and so now I'm trying to break that habit, and it's tough. Yep. I will say that I miss my alcohol. Yeah, I can see missing that. Sugar is still hurting me, but the carbs. The lack of carbs are really that's 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 been the worst. Yeah, and I haven't had that issue because I really didn't eat much carbs even before I started this. <clears throat> so yeah. that hasn't been too much of an issue for me. The but I like to have a glass of wine when I when I'm cooking, and so I'm missing that. Oh, yeah. Um, and then well, of course I'm... with the meal, I like to have some wine, and sometimes at the sink <laughs> with ice cream. <laughs> no, I don't. I can't mix wine and ice cream. Okay, I'm sure that that those are mixed together in some. There's some sort of ice cream with wine in it, or some sort of ice cream flavored wine, probably. There probably is. We should probably ask Rob that question. Yes, <laughs> pumpkin cheesecake. Pumpkin cheesecake, wine, ice cream. Still the yeah. Still the worst thing for me though is ordering my kids a pizza and not being not being able to eat any of it. Yeah, that would be tough. When it comes and it's hot and I can, you know, I go to the door and get it and I'm putting on plates for them and I'm like. You can smell it. Yep. Yeah. You see, we don't have that problem here because both of us are doing this this meal plan. Oh, that certainly helps. And, um, you know, Deanna's doing it too, so that helps a lot. Um, oh, okay. Yep. Good. But uh, she's not usually here for home from work. If I'm, you know, they'll come home from school and I'll order them a pizza for dinner. And it's just one of these things where. I will be glad next week when I can. I might just eat a whole pizza on Sunday. I don't know. Sunday's the day for you, right? Yes. Okay. Um, now you said you were pretty tired, exhausted. Are you? Oh yes. Are you drinking coffee? And I guess more importantly, have you tried any new creamers or new sweeteners or anything like that? Yes. Yes, and yes. I'm. I started, I used to only drink one cup of coffee in the morning. Now I'm drinking one in the afternoon too, just to fight off the lack of, you know, energy from the carbs. not eating as much yeah. food. Yeah. Um, and so I tried the sweetener um, that Jen tweeted out about. Oh, the urethromycin? Yeah, yeah, the ectoplasm. <laughs> I will get the name at some point. We need to tweet that out, the link to that. Because it's actually, she sent me a link saying, duh, it's on Amazon. Like, um, you know, I should, <laughs> we talk about Amazon every podcast and I didn't even check it. Because <laughs> I tweeted her and said, hey, do you know where I can find this uh, after last week? Yeah, and yeah. so I got it, um, ordered it from Amazon, came a couple days. And I tried it a couple times this week. And it's actually pretty good. I, I could recommend it, except for the fact that after like the second cup of coffee in a day, that I had it, it's a little bit too much for me. And I don't know about you, but like 
a different kind of sweetener whenever I try something other than sugar. Mm-hmm. I have to kind of like adjust to it. Yes. And my, my stomach has to like build up almost like a tolerance to it. And I was thinking, oh, this is natural. It's not, it's 100% natural. It's not like aspartame or, you know, what are those other um, Splenda. Um... Yeah, Splenda. Things like that. So I was thinking, oh, this will be natural. And no, <laughs> it, it it is natural, but it did not, um, it did not sit well with me um the second cup of coffee. So what I'm doing now is just I've cutting in half the amount of it I'm using and putting a little bit of creamer back in there. So um I'm kind of half and half right now. So it I think the natural cream or the natural sweetener is called stevia. And I wonder how mm-hmm. this is different than stevia. I have no idea. Okay. I don't either. I don't know if I've ever tried stevia. I have I'm not a fan of anything like that. I like sugar or honey. Natural, mm-hmm. and that's about all I can take. But if I probably tried it, like you're saying, build up a tolerance, maybe I, maybe I could. But right now, yeah. I'm still living large and high on Sean Morrissey's cinnamon in the coffee. Really, black still going coffee. With that. Yep. I'm, I'm not there yet, and not going to be there, and I'm okay with that. Do you think that I could get away with like going into Caribou Coffee and saying, "Yeah, I'd like a regular coffee," but could you? You know, throw a half a teaspoon of cinnamon in the grounds and make a new make a new uh, pot for me. Do you think that would work? <laughs> I'm probably going to say no because <laughs> that's the only problem I'm having now. I can yeah. have black coffee, but only if it has cinnamon, which means I have to make it myself or go to a place like that and bring my own cinnamon shaker. And we all know what happens when I do that. Yeah, that, that's bad news too. Yeah, uh, you get inadvertently entered into the cinnamon challenge. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of speaking of regular coffee, though, yeah, uh, did you see that article that uh, John Miller tweeted us about uh, things in Massachusetts? Yes, I sayings? did. And so I looked at that, and one of the things in there was regular coffee. If you go in and ask for the regular, it's a certain. It I think it was like a black coffee with two sugars or something like that. I have to go back and look at it, but it was a specific thing where you could just go into, uh, you know, most diners or places in um, Massachusetts and say, "Hey, I'll have a regular," and they know. It's like a thing, which is, I'd never heard of that before. Yeah, it says, I looked it up, regular, also known as coffee with cream and two sugars. Yeah, I was close, yeah. More commonly known as black coffee. Hmm. So, wait a minute. I don't understand that, then. Wait, wait, yeah, I'm, I thought black coffee was just coffee with nothing in it. Me too. I might have been doing this wrong the whole time. Yeah, are we supposed, black coffee means we can add cream and two sugars? Wait a minute, yes. 23 days in, you're telling me this now, John? I absolutely need a clarification on this because please, that, that would change everything because that's what I've been putting in it, basically. It would. Thought, well, I'm not drinking black coffee. It would change everything. It would make life so much better. Yes. <laughs> we need clarification other, on that. Any other food stuff oh, yes. uh, from you this week? Definitely. Okay. Speaking of food. Last week uh-huh. I mentioned that I don't I do not like well first I used the word hate and then I scaled it back a little bit. Watermelon. Yes. And I think you said I cannot stand Oh, that's watermelon. right. I cannot stand watermelon. Well, mm-hmm. Jenny Robbins says at, at Robbins underscore Jenny from Twitter says mm-hmm. she agrees with me. She she uses the H word. I hate watermelon. Anything that even Uh-oh. smells like watermelon, yuck. I am again, I, I the only thing I can say is I'm speechless about this. I cannot Well, it was followed up by Todd Takei and Anita from Alaska. Both of them said, Yep, watermelon's gross. Wow. And, and I was like, spoke yeah. Out in support of watermelon, right? Nobody, nobody did. Did anybody say anything that was pro-watermelon? No, there was no pro-watermelon people. 
I'm I'm flummoxed by this. I don't know what to even say because I really thought that everybody just loved watermelon. No. No, the the people aren't li- people are not lying. <laughs> I I don't think they're lying. They they don't like watermelon. So it's three right now it's three against one. Really? Yeah, well. Well, actually Ed said something about liking watermelon, didn't he? Or he had a well, Ed, story about a watermelon. So Ed Butt, yes, at EDB 1947. Uh-huh. He didn't, he didn't come out and say he liked watermelon. He said that his parents used to poke a hole in the watermelon and, and turn a bottle of vodka and gin upside down into it. Mm. Hashtag coma. I'm going to say he likes... I'm going to infer from that that he likes watermelon. Or he likes the um, addition. He likes the vodka-soaked watermelon. Yeah. Now, I would Which say that in college, I kind of liked something like that, too. Uh-oh. Yeah. Is this watermelon jello shot story time? I don't have a story about it, but I I oh, okay. was known to partake in some of that. Oh, okay. So I have had that, and that's way better than regular watermelon. <laughs> See, it's the watermelon is good. I, I I am really I don't know what to say. I I'm not frustrated or upset by this. I'm really just like I never thought I would hear that sentence in my life that somebody can't stand watermelon. So so finally, uh, Jason Fuse has been perplexed. I've been stumped finally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for the millionth time, but anyway. <laughs> and also, Todd Takei said that he doesn't like tomato sauce unless it's in um, pizza or um, pasta sauce, I think he said. That I can and absolutely get on yeah, board with. Yeah, that I can as well. Now. Man, I would kill a man for pizza right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on before I just go into a, all the foods that I want to eat. Okay. Well, we, we have to make a... Pit stop, though, because I think I'm a little confused because Jenny Robbins said uh-huh. that she, I think John Miller said, well, what do you have instead? Because she doesn't like watermelon. And she said, red velvet. And then she <laughs> said, they are a pain to make. And she only does it once a year. But she said she'll maybe make one for the TK Jingles bus tour. To Ooh. which I say, uh, yes. And now we're going to hold you to that. And yeah, is she talking red velvet cupcakes? This is what I think. I think this is a red velvet cupcake situation. But is because it Because I didn't know that I didn't know we were comparing watermelon to red velvet cupcakes, because if that's the case, or are they, I hate watermelon too. Are, are are they red velvet watermelon infused cupcakes? That I'm a little confused. I can't even I can't even imagine what that would taste like. I got uh, you know, a little bit lost in where that conversation went. Mm-hmm. But I th- so more clarification we need. Yeah, we need two clarifications okay. after okay. after that. Um, cool. And speaking of the bus tour, the TK Jingles yes. bus tour. Yes. I believe the Kickstarter, the TK Jingles Desolation of Song Kickstarter Jingle Fest, Jingle Fest has been um, has met its initial goal, right? Yep, hundred percent funded. Hundred percent funded. So that's great. It's absolutely great. And, um, now, I think everything else now, um, the more people that back in, the more people that buy the shirts um, and tickets to the bus tour, which I highly recommend, um, or mm-hmm. you know in, any of the other packages on there, uh, it's that money's above and beyond the initial goal of $5,000 goes toward venues. So yes. um, it would certainly help with um, getting a venue going earlier than um, 
than you know getting into June um, because I think Jerry's still waiting on some on like a, um, a head count as we get closer because what we don't want to do and I know he definitely doesn't want to do is book a you know 500 person venue and we have you know 200 people show up right uh, those are expensive so I think anything above and beyond the initial Kickstarter uh, fund would be would be great for that so keep buying that stuff keep yeah so it. if you haven't if you haven't back it and you can find it on tkjingles.com. You can find it on mm-hmm. Jerry Negrelli, uh Twitter page at Jerry Negrelli, probably also on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also just go into Kickstarter and type in the search bar, even liver, not even liver, um, TK Jingles, and I bet it'd pop up. Yeah, cool. And, uh, it, and I mean, it's endorsed by Smodge now, so, I mean, w- what could go wrong? Exactly. <laughs> Smodge. Smodge? Smog. 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 Smodge. Smodge. I have no idea. Also, um, I've been saying desolation of song incorrectly. I guess it's the desolation of Sanj. Sanj, yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You have anything else this happened this week? Oh, yes, actually. So, I was at the Y again the other day. I did not get hiccups. Okay, so that's, that's... My theory of going to the Y gives you hiccups has been disproven already. Yes, it has. Okay. but I, That's good. So I'm at the Y, and I just finished my workout. I was getting ready to leave. And mm-hmm. one of the directors of either programming or marketing, she comes up to me and asks me, Hey, have you signed up for the Iron Man Challenge yet? So, yep, that about sums up my week. She thinks I should go into the Iron Man Challenge. What is the Iron Man Challenge? Is this like the cinnamon challenge? You have to eat iron? <laughs> Do you... You've never, you know what an Ironman is. It's triathlon, right? Yeah, but it's like the, it's a full marathon run, so 26.2 run miles running. I want to say nope. it's two, two miles swimming or 2.5 nope. miles swimming, and mm-hmm. then a 110-mile bike or something like that. Mm, also, nope. Well, I, I did tell her nope, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now, yes, she's marketing, so maybe she's just asking everyone, but it was sort of, you know, I'm going with the fact that she sought me out after seeing me and said, yeah, you need to be in the Ironman. You're a perfect candidate. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) You keep thinking that. (laughs) By the way, it was a, I can't swim. So I told her, I don't do, I don't do these things because I can't swim. She's like, well, you know yeah, that, what counts. That's, that's my reason too. I, I only, I, the only reason I don't do them is because I can't swim. Exactly, that's my only reason. <laughs> she said, well, you know what counts? You can put one of those aqua joggers on, and um, is this like water wings for adults? Yeah, you put the it goes around your waist, and it's a floating flotation device, oh, and then okay. that counts too. So my guess is this Ironman challenge is you have a certain time period where you log your miles, so you don't have to get all twenty six miles running at once, and all 110 miles running at bikes so, or, or biking at once. So I don't think it's... Wait a minute. Yeah, I don't think it's a real Ironman. I didn't Wait look at it because I told her no. So I could go like run a mile and then put that down and then do that for 25 days, 25 more days, and that would be considered my 26 miles. That's my guess, but there's probably less time frame than that. I don't know. They're just trying this to get This is sounding people. less Ironman and more like, you know, just, aluminum man. Well, they just want you to get working out, Yes. Yeah, well, that, that's good. I, I I am all for exercise, but not that I do it all that often anymore. But I'm all for exercise. <laughs> I told her that I have tried the aqua vest, 
mm-hmm. and that um, doesn't work for me. Oh, can you really not swim? I can't swim. Oh, I didn't know that. I was. I... I've tried many times to learn how to swim, and it never worked. Um, I feel like there's a story in the back of my brain when I was three years old that I almost drowned. That yeah, that would that would discourage you from getting back in the water. But, I, I can understand that. Oh yeah, I failed gym, uh, the gym section of swimming because I refused to do a bob. You mean PE? Yeah, PE, phys okay. ed, phi ed, okay. gym. Phi ed. I'll never get used to that. Phi ed is what they say here in Minnesota. Yeah, I know. But I failed that because they, I wouldn't do a bob. What is that? Like just floating in the water? No, a bob is where you go underwater. You had to do 10 bobs. So you you go underwater. So you go up and come okay, back up. You go down up. underwater and come back up, take a breath, go straight yeah, back down. Is yeah, yeah. Bob? 10 of them. I never heard it called that. And I can't do a bob, first of all, without without plugging my nose. Really? Uh-uh. I can't breathe under... I don't... It goes up my nose. So do you have like a, a, a like a phobia or a fear of water? I like water in the shallow end. I will go in there all day, just sit there. But like, do you like go in the ocean or like lakes or river or ponds and stuff? No. Uh, n- okay. No, Jason. How about driving over bridges? I do not like bridges. So you wouldn't like to go like over the Golden Gate Bridge? Well, I've been over the Golden Gate. I've been over lots of bridges, but I sort of hold my breath. I don't scream out loud like Tony does, but I. <laughs> this is how irrational it is. I roll down all the windows when I go over a bridge. How? I would seem like that would put you closer to the water. Because here it is. Reason. Here it is. Again, okay. irrational. All right. If the bridge goes down, I won't be the water won't trap me in the car because of water pressure. The windows <laughs> will already be open, but I can't swim anyway. So I should start. I should get in the car with a life jacket on at all times. There you go. <laughs> and you know, like the race car drivers wear helmets. Well, maybe I should just put a life jacket on at all times, and then always open your windows when you cross a bridge. My daughter's growing out of her like safety car seat, if you like five way harness, if you like me to ship it to you. No, because then I'd be stuck in there. I wouldn't. Well, it's able- like one point of release. You hit one button and it just flies apart. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but I'd probably panic. So, if you do, do you realize that if you go if you're on the Golden Gate Bridge and it goes down, yes, you're you're pretty much you're nobody is swimming out of that because you're going to die from the fall more than likely when you hit the water or be knocked out anyway well this is why i said it's irrational because i know that (laughs) but hey i can appreciate irrational i definitely in 2008 one of the bridges in minneapolis collapsed do you do you like a big one yeah do you remember this on the national it made the national news um and no actually i don't think i do many it wasn't okay it was rush hour but for some reason the traffic wasn't wasn't crazy so um, many people fell into the, plummaged into the water, but not many died. Really? Yes. Well, I mean, that's good, but I mean, it's, I would seem like that would be, seems like to me it'd be a catastrophic situation where nobody's surviving, but that's, that's good. It's something most people didn't die. Yeah. So that tells me that maybe depending, obviously the, the height, the height of the bridge. True. But it can occur where you do that and you survive. So this is. Hence my rolling down the window. Ah, when I was in uh, Bangkok uh, in Thailand many years ago, I drove across what I 
at the time was longest bridge. I mean, you're on there for like, you know, 30 minutes on this bridge. That's a long time. And even that, and I don't have any problem with that. And even then I was like, this is kind of weird. So uh, I can imagine, I can imagine, I can certainly understand how people have um, phobias of driving over bridges and water and stuff like that. Well, I think the longest bridge that I have ever been on is probably Mm -hmm. either two two different ones. There's one in Louisiana, like Pontchartrain maybe. Mm -hmm. Is it going like over like swamps and bayou areas? So it's like lower or is it like way up in the air? Like the Golden Gate Bridge? I think it's, no, I don't think it's way up in the air. Okay. Okay, I'm looking it up. Lake Pontchartrain Causeway. Mm-hmm. Uh, bridges crossing Lake Pontchartrain in southern Louisiana. The longer of the two bridges is 23.83 miles. Yep. Uh, there you go. So that must have been the longest that I've been on. But I also, it doesn't scare me as much as the bridge that connects uh, lower peninsula of Michigan to the upper peninsula of Michigan. Oh, yeah. I've been on the Mackinac, been on the, Mackinac been on the, Bridge, I think it's called. Yep. That one I want to say is only like eight miles long, but that one is way up, and that scares yes. me. And that I do not like that one. I think so I liked it, it when I was little. Yeah, is it more a water thing or a height thing then? I don't think it's height. I think it's the fact that I, I'm not afraid of heights. I I like heights actually, but I think mm-hmm. it's the fact that I know rationally that the higher that bridge goes, if I fall, I'm dying. <laughs> But wouldn't you want, if you're going to fall, uh, I mean, hypothetically, if you're going to fall with a collapsed bridge, you would want to die. You personally would want to die before you hit the water because it would be worse to drown in the car than to fall and just be knocked unconscious and gone. No, because I think that if the bridge is lower, I won't die. And I'll have okay. my windows open. So I, if, and if I have my life jacket on, I will survive. Now, As Gloria Gaynor says. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this question. Do you have one of those little things that you keep in the car that you can break the glass and cut the seatbelt with? Those little hammers. Uh, no. Oh, you need to get one of those. Well, I guess. Or I can just roll the windows down. <laughs> but what if it's the wintertime and you're going across? Oh, believe well, I mean, I me. When everything the, is frozen there. But When that happens, if I have any passengers, they're like, come on, man. Roll that window back up. No, in the winter time. Yes. You just need to get one of these little hammers that you keep in the car. I can't remember what they're called, but I have one in both mine just because, you know, it's mainly got a seatbelt cutter in it. So if you get in an accident and you need to cut the seatbelt off of you to get out, like the car's on fire or something like that, you can do it and hopefully we'll never have to use it. But it's also got like a little hammer with a little pinpoint that is specifically made to you just tap the glass and it shatters the glass and you can knock it out and get out. Well, that's way easier than um, rolling down the windows. Certainly in the wintertime. Yeah, but where I need to, would need to make sure I had that in a place where I could easily find it where I'm not panicking. Yeah, I keep it in the, um, the door in both vehicles that I have have... Uh, a little slot in the inside, like the driver's side door. Mm-hmm. You, you can like, you know, it's maybe four or five inches deep that you can just put stuff in, lay stuff down. It fits right in there. Perfect. So you can just reach down and grab it. It's always right there. Well, I'll have to look into that. And so how far, just to get into how far the fear of water goes, are you ever, have you ever been afraid of using a bubbler? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> All right, just putting some baseline on this. But speaking of the bubbler, John Miller did tell us that he tweeted us at JKM563. Yes, as a mm-hmm. child in Massachusetts, it was called a bubbler. Well, that solves that problem. Clarification. What we're all about here. No, I can't even I can't even get through that. <laughs> Do you have anything else this week? Oh, not really. I, I mean, I went to the Women's March. It was cool, and there was a drone there. Cool. Why, hello there. Smarge here. For the speaking of tangents week in I hope you've enjoyed it. It may be the last thing you ever enjoy. Okay, not really. I'm just playing a role here. That's kind of the thing that I do. Anyway, check out the TK Jingles Kickstarter. I'm an endorser, so you know it's gonna be hot. And now, let's hear some more pronunciations. Did I mention I'm a dragon? And now it's time for... Pronunciations. (laughs) Something like that. Um, yeah. I don't know how you say it. That's how I say Speaking it. Speaking of pronunciations, um, yes. Bob Walsh on Twitter mm-hmm. suggested cool. one for us. Bob Walsh at A-D-I-D-I-A-H. Adidia. Okay, so is, is he saying how to pronounce his Twitter handle? So I'm going to go with Adidia. <laughs> Adidia. That's probably pretty close. Okay, cool. Uh, he said... Um, for, for our podcast. Oh, it wasn't his Twitter handle. It was an actual pronunciation word. No, that's his Twitter handle. Okay. Okay. So he said one of CNN's talking heads said mm-hmm. that Sean Spicer's comments are, quote, um, should I just I just say it the way that yeah, I would it. say it? Say that you, how you would say it. Patently false. How is the okay. word patently pronounced, he wanted to know. I would say just like you did, patently. Yeah, so I'm wondering if the one of the talking heads mm-hmm. pronounced it in a different manner. All right, what would be your guess? Because I have a guess. Mine would be patently. That's a good one. I could certainly see that. I'm thinking maybe patently, where they really emphasize like the patent part of it. Patent, Pat- like a... Patently. A patent, like... Um, what you register yeah, for you a patent. File. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Or like an invention or something. Yeah. I've heard patent in the medical field referring to, you know, an artery oh, really? that's open, that's not obstructed. Yeah. Mm. Well, I've learned something for today. I didn't know that that was called that. Yeah, so a patent uh, artery. And so I think there's a term for if the artery is blocked, it's a, oh, some Latin term, patent obstructus or something like that. Okay, I was I was gonna say our arterius blocked us. A, a patent obstruction. Oh, okay. Or maybe so, somebody said patently false. 
oh, I hope not. I know. <laughs> For the sake of them on TV, yeah, being on TV and saying that. So I guess we'll. I'll go with patently. You'll go with patent. Pat. Pat. Patently. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Pat- patently. Yeah. I'll, yeah. What. What you said. Yeah. So thanks. <laughs> thanks, Bob, for suggesting that. Yes. And if we missed it, I, I would love to hear. Maybe send us the clip or something. Tweet us the clip. Um, if we if we did not get the way that they pronounced it on CNN. Definitely. Um, and then there was another word that I heard somebody pronounce this week somewhere. Okay. And it refers to a type of uh, key. It's on the keyboard. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a type of symbol symbol that and starts with an A. <laughs> At. <laughs> no, but that's a really good guess. Ampersand. That's also a very good guess, but no. Um, I'll spell it. Okay. A S T E R I S K. Asterisk. Say it again. Asterisk. So you're not pronouncing the K. No, and, and it's not because I'm not trying, it's because I can't. <laughs> Oh. I have a difficulty saying that word, so that may be where it comes from. Maybe. Because I could say I could say asterisk, but that sounds like overpronunciation of the K to me. Asterisk. Mm-hmm. How do you say it? If you were just reading a sentence saying I pronounce this word asterisk, how would you say it? I pronounce this word asterisk. So you are in the middle. So you are hitting the K. See, that's how I would like to be able to say it, mm-hmm. but it just never comes out that way. And I don't want to say asterisk, which I've actually heard people say before, which is nothing wrong with that. I just don't want to be that to be me saying that. You mean they slow it down, asterisk? Oh, yeah. Like I do with Antarctica? <laughs> yes, exactly. So asterisk, that's how I say it. Asterisk. But I, you say asterisk. I hear usually. I think it's because a lot of times in the South in a Southern accent, you will drop like the first or the last consonant or first or last syllable sometimes of words. Because mm-hmm. I can talk about how, how you like doing this over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that is actual. Some people talk regularly like that, um, and I can I can fall into that if I'm around a lot of people who are speaking with heavy Southern accents and they're talking fast. I can fall into the that method of just dropping syllables and phrases here every, all the time. So, oh yeah, I think that's what I'm doing is by just when I say asterisk. I, I have this terrible habit that I cannot control that I pick up the accents wherever I go. I would not call that terrible or habit. I think that's a really cool like um, maybe you should be a spy. But I I think that the locals don't like it. They can tell. They can spot it. Well, of course, but do they think that you're making fun of them? I I don't know. I think that people might think that, but it's just something that happens, especially if I go back to the South, having grown mm-hmm. in my formative years there. Um, I pick it up really quickly again. Yeah, and I kind of do the same thing. Like if I was living, um, you know, in Virginia or, you know, New York or New England for a while, my accent would kind of shift a little bit because mm-hmm. it's shifted over the years. I used to have a really, really Southern accent because I lived in the southern part of Virginia growing up and really, um, how many times did I say really right there, really? Really, uh, really. <laughs> it was much heavier than it is now, and now I go back there and people say, why are you talking like you from New York? And I'm like, <laughs> it's what we talked about while, uh, you know, maybe last episode or a few ago about 
it's your accent is really relative to where you are. Um, the people, if you're, if I'm around people who speak Southern, they think I have a Northern accent. If I'm, if I go up North, like if I came to Minnesota, they'd be like, wow, you have a really Southern accent. Yeah. So. It's really all relative. Um, yes. people here in Minnesota ask me all the time if I'm from the South. And Which when I tell you that, you're like, what? Yes. It's crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> if you came and hang out and hung out some, with some of the people around here that I talk to on a regular basis, they would be like, you have the most Minnesota accent I've ever heard in my life. Oh yeah. And I don't, I don't think that, but people who have lived in one region, I think, or one accent dialect region, I guess that's a term for, <laughs> it is now. for their whole life or a large majority of their adult life. Um, when they hear an accent outside of that, it really sticks out to them. But me, it's hard for me to really hear accents as I don't, I don't pay attention to accents anymore. Cause I've been so many places. I think mm-hmm. that, um, it kind of, all blends together, and unless it's a really, really pronounced accent, you know, like someone whose English is not first language, and um, they are they're trying to learn to speak English, and their accent is really heavy, and it's hard to understand what they're saying. Yeah, that's really the only accents that I that I go, oh, that person has an accent. Yeah, well, if I went down to where you live, yes, at first they they probably think that I was from the north, but as the more time I spent with them, the more I'd start talking like them. <laughs> then they'd be like, oh, maybe she is from here. Yeah. Or they'd be offended. Or they'd be offended, which is why I said <laughs> earlier it's not a great habit. I mean, it's not a habit. It just happens. It's uncontrollable. It's a skill, I think. <laughs> it's a skill. Yeah, maybe I should be a spy. How do you know you I'm not put that a spy? On your resume. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Let's move on to the next word. Do we have any other words? <laughs> so this word is, I don't know when this word started to become popular and mm. i have said this word uh, mostly as a joke but it's short okay. for vacation oh no when you gonna go on vacay baby oh no <laughs> I... you've heard this word oh yes i have <laughs> oh yes hatred for this word awesome like watermelon for me <laughs> yeah you don't like the word watermelon? <laughs> well, watermelon has come in handy when you don't know the lyrics to a song. You just say watermelon over and over Absolutely. Again. That totally works when you're like singing in a choir. Yes, it and does. You want to keep singing and you know the notes, but you don't know the words. You just say watermelon and people looking at the crowd, looking at it from the crowd, they don't know. Or like you're in a singing group, they don't know the difference. And it's, I know. It's really, yeah. It really is amazing how it, it works. So in that but, context, um, I do like watermelon. Ah, I knew you'd come around. Yep. So vacay. Vacay. That may be the first time in my life I've actually said that word. Really? I have a problem with these shortening of words that don't really save that much time. Ice. It's a little too cute for me. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any problem with people that do it. You're just never going to hear me say that. Let's see if Stat Young Man picked up on that. <laughs> yeah. I think I tweeted that I even <laughs> forgot what ice means. <laughs> and I wasn't kidding. You remember now? Maybe I need a vacay shun. Yeah, or a staycation. I was going to bring that up if you didn't, because that's another one that I... <laughs> I heard it in a commercial the other day where a guy was like, I don't need a staycation, I need a vacation. And I'm like, come on, man. I, well, you know these, what, though? That's kind of clever. It's a little too clever, I think, is my problem. Yeah. And hey, I have absolutely... I will absolutely admit that I can sometimes be a little too clever into the 
verging into dumb clever, if that's a thing. Well, that's called the... corny. I like corny. Yeah, I, I, I can appreciate corny and puns and stuff like that. It's almost like when people use it, like, vacay, like, and they're not, like you said, you say it joking around or, yeah. you know, as a, hey, I'm going to go on a vacay or a staycation. It's when these words become normal, like, when the word vacation is replaced with staycation and people aren't trying to be funny or clever or corny or cute or anything. They're just, that's a new vocabulary word that they use. That's when I'm like, just just say vacation. Just say vacation. There's yeah. a word for this. Just say vacation. And it has nothing against them. It's just little cute words bother me. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing with when people abbreviate stuff that actually takes more time to say than actually saying what they're abbreviating. Oh. So that which would, I cannot think of an example right now, but that drives me nuts. Um, yeah, I can't think of one either. The Maybe there's person some people to whom I'm related by marriage. <laughs> that's, that's different, though, because that's funny to me. Okay. <laughs> so I guess it's how it's intended, but it's like... I've seen it on the internet, like especially um, in tweets, because you have to shorten it down and understand that. But when people are tweeting stuff and they actually use that in language and actually they're talking I've heard in you know real life going places I've heard people say things that I'm like and I, I'm an idiot because I can't remember I, I'm going to blame this on the lack of sleep um, but it's things that I'm like it would take it takes you longer to say this abbreviated shortened version of it that's cutesy than it does to actually say the thing that you were trying to save time by doing Explain to me why you're doing that. Well, this is this is a, this is taking up way too much of my brain and time already, and now I'm thinking about this. Please stop. So you're is all I'm saying. You're basically putting out the hockey name argument, where if oh, yes, if the last one, yeah. name is Trots, we say Trotsy. That's adding an extra syllable. Adding an extra syllable or um, Oats, Oatsy. Yeah, Oatsy. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. I think that's what you're basically what you're saying yeah that kind of fits into that and but i mean it this is like i've heard it with like much more egregious examples than that and i can't i can't think of anything so i'm sure there's i'm sure that something's popping into somebody's mind right now they can let us know and say hey this is is this what you're talking about um or they can say i do this and you're an idiot for thinking you know there's a problem with this and i will fully admit that i'm an idiot so um yeah there i'm sure somebody will well, let us know. I'd like to know because yes. I would like some ridiculous example. What what normally will happen with the way we do this thing is after we're done recording this, about five minutes later, I'll hear something on TV or I'll go to the store and I'll hear somebody say it. And I'll be like, that's it. Yeah, that's what I that meant. that happens way more often than I could ever. I, I know we've talked about this. We've emailed back and forth about this, how some stuff we talk about on here, mm-hmm. like then we like, as we're talking about it on the podcast with the I mean, we're recording this, so there's no way anybody else has heard it. People tweet about it or email about it or stuff comes on the news or, or I go to the store and I hear a song that we talked about that's, you know, from 20, 30 years ago. And I'm like, yeah. this is getting a little too weird. Yeah, and it happens a lot. Yes. I mean, really, like two or three times every week when, that we record, it's crazy. Yeah, I know it. Um, I think one of the ultimate one was when we were talking about staying alive in a quiz with John Fitzpatrick. And then yes. I said that that's a CPR. Jolene. Yeah, I said that's what you're supposed to sing to yourself when you're doing CPR. And then Jolene told mm-hmm. us that that same week she helped revive a gentleman by singing <laughs> Staying life. Alive. Exactly. Yes. 
and hadn't heard the podcast. Had not and was heard like, it. Wow. Yeah, she said she almost how, fell off of her treadmill. Yes, it's amazing how everything comes and works together like that. That stuff. I mean, I've done a lot of um, study in in college on you know quantum entanglement and nuclear physics and stuff. And quantum entanglement is a amazing thing where this one thing over here, this one electron or this one particle, doesn't have any connection to this other one. That's you know could be in relative terms you know way 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 far away, mm-hmm. but one changes and the other one just changes automatically at the same time to match, and there's no way that they can physically with the laws of our universe explain it. It's crazy how stuff happens, and I think we are just barely scratching the surface of what is reality. And I mean, I know I'm getting way far off of this, but yeah. stuff like that is amazing, and it's it cannot be coincidental when it constantly happens over and over and over and over and over again. And I've had multiple examples of this throughout my life, but it's been really weird. Cause you, we mean you'll be emailing back and forth. Like, can you believe this? And it's just like, part of it is we're attuned into it. So we recognize it more when it happens, Sure, but some of it is unexplainable. Yeah. I mean, I have speaking to the tuning into it, um, uh-huh. being attuned to it. I saw a commercial. I've been seeing commercials lately for insure which I've never paid yeah. attention to in my life. And yeah. now they can't possibly be that they are just now producing and share commercials. It's got to be the, no, it's the just, other thing. You just, yeah. Yeah, now you're recognizing them. Yeah, It's like when you, you never see a certain car on the road and you buy a car, a certain make or model of car, mm-hmm. and then you see like 20 of them. You notice sure. every one you pass yep. like on the way back home from the dealership driving it home. Oh, I notice so stuff. That's certainly part of it. Oh, yeah. And I notice stuff all the time with, you know, oh, that person has a limp. They probably have this injury. Because I, oh yeah, I because that's that. what you yeah, do, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, speaking of quantum entanglement, yes. can you just call it QE. Ah. <laughs> How about quantent, 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 quantent? How about that? Quantent or quantment? Quantment. <laughs> I highly recommend everybody go and read, even if it's just the wiki page about quantment, because it's it's really cool. Quantum entanglement. It's it's like spooky, really. It's one of the, it's like ghost stuff, but it's crazy and it's, it actually happens. As far as we know. As, yeah. As far as we know. Quantment. And that's your science minute for this week. This is a song of words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should in what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you. It's a quiz. Yes, we do have a quiz of sorts today. Okay. It's a quiz for you, Jason. Oh, just for me. Just for you. So And whoever's listening. And and for, yes, exactly. So Brad Weiss So just tw- for me. It's just for you, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good point. Brad Weiss tweeted us at one Brad Weiss. Mm-hmm. He he tweeted that I need to learn. KJ at Buffalo underscore Alice needs to learn. Never take a quiz with a savant. I was going to say idiot savant, but Jason at yep. JudoFuse remembers everything, everything in all caps. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm definitely more idiot than savant. but So I'm I taking Brad's advice this week, and I'm asking you a trivia question that I already know the answer to. Oh, okay. This should be bad for me. <laughs> but I, <laughs> um, Before we get to that, yeah. did Brad tweet out what Weiss's vice is? I don't think he ever did. Oh, so that's... He, That's the real question. That is the real question. Brad Weiss, what is your vice? Yes. 
But I, this quiz trivia question, I feel like you get it or that, you know, get most of it. Okay. Because it's a subject matter that you're very familiar with. Don't assume anything. And that's Prince. Mm. The musician. Mm. Who? He, he was a huge influence, if not the number one influence for you as a musician. This, may, this is news to me. And he's from Minnesota, so I'm inserting my Midwest bias in here, too. Okay. <laughs> yes, obviously I know who Prince is. Okay, so the, the, the quiz question is, can you name Prince's top 10 biggest Billboard Hot 100 hits? Oh, um, probably not, but... Um, hmm. Now, we don't have to do 10. Okay. The quiz is actually 40, but I took I went down to 10. Oh, the quiz was name his top 40 Billboard yeah, hits? Yeah, yeah. Okay, see, I am terrible at what the public liked versus what I liked because <laughs> my my music tastes tend to venture from yeah, the, but you, top, the Billboard 100. But, but you, I, can, I can, yeah, I think I can take a guess. You've got to have a really, you've got a good idea of what his hits were. Probably. Now, this may help you because, you know, you're, you're smart. So this is, I'm going to tell you well, this. That, that's debatable. This ranking is based, I'm reading it, this ranking is based on actual performance on the weekly Billboard Hot 100 chart. Songs are ranked based on an inverse point system, with weeks at number one earning the greatest value and weeks at number 100 earning the least. To ensure equitable rep- representation of the biggest hits from each era, certain time frames were weighted to account for the difference between turnover rates from those years. I have no idea what they're talking about, but I think you probably do. Um, what? That seems like a crazy way to put that. It does. But anyway. Now. I, I, th- I think I got it. Now, bonus points if you can get them in order. So I'm just naming Prince songs, right? You're naming Prince songs. I'm pretty sure his number one hit, his biggest hit is When Doves Cry. Boom. Okay. Now, bonus points if you can name what iteration of his band did each song. Oh, that's Prince and the Revolution. You got it. And From Purple Rain. And the year? Um, I believe we talked about this before. Yes. It's 84 or 85. 84. And yep. do you know how many weeks it spent? At, this one was a number one hit, like you said. And do you know how many weeks it spent at number one? The album was there forever. But hits, the album was there for like, what, like 40 weeks or something like that? Well, that was in a trivia question well, way back, I think. and um, Yeah, that was like the first, that's how we got into these quizzes yeah, in the first yeah, place yeah. when I was just kind of randomly asked you if you could name like the, the number one albums in 1984 because it was it was such a weird Question, year when they yeah. only had like five number one albums in that year. Um, yeah, it's significantly less than 40. That, uh, I'm going to say, you know how many weeks, right? You got Yeah, it? yeah. I'm going to say, this was a huge hit. Ten? No, five. Oh, okay. We'll see. That's significantly less than forty. Okay, so number one, yes, when doves cry. Okay. Um I'm gonna just stick with Purple Rain for now and say uh Let's Go Crazy. Let's Go Crazy is on there, number three. Okay. Purple Rain. Yes. Purple Rain is number eight. So I'm already Which shocks screwing me. up the order. I can't but well, it's Purple Rain almost got like more popular as the years went on. It was, I mean, all of it did, but it was almost like Purple Rain was not the, I mean, obviously, When Doves Cry was the huge song off of that album, and Let's Go Crazy was huge, Mm -hmm. and Purple Rain didn't really become like the, you look back now and you think that's his number one, it's his greatest hit ever, 
And it's not because it's it's almost it like kind of grew over time and built instead of when it came out was like this. And when it came out, it was still great, but it's kind of it's kind of appreciated even more um, the further we go. Yes, and in fact, we just talked about this a couple of days ago, and this was before I found this trivia question mm-hmm. that for my senior prom, "Purple Rain" was voted as the prom song, and that was in 1995. Yes, that is awesome to me. That makes me wish I'd went to your high school, and I liked high school. Yeah, it was a really cool. I'm surprised that we voted it in. I was pleased. That is, okay, do you remember what the other options were? I don't. I don't remember at all. Well, I mean, yeah, that's really, they should have just put Purple Rain on the ballot by itself if they're going to put that on there. Exactly. Okay, so yeah, you're out of order, but the fact that you, I mean, really, you're going to get them in order? If you got them in order, I'd be no. quitting forever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, Wind Doves Cry, Let's Go Crazy, Purple Rain. Is that all I said so far? Yes. Now, Purple Rain of never never debuted at number one. It was number two. So it was never number one? Never number one. Let's go, and it's still in his top ten? Yeah, Let's Go Crazy wow. was number one. Uh-huh. In fact, there were only four, five, five songs that hit number one. The rest were number two or number three of the top ten. Really? I would have never mm-hmm. thought that. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of other, not Prince songs that I like, but Prince songs that I know were like on the radio or on videos. Um, uh, Kiss. Yes. The, you don't have to be I remember that. I mean, I just love that song. And I was going to give <laughs> yes, you, the, if you weren't, great. if you weren't going to get it, I was going to give uh-huh. you that Brad Weiss did this as a jingle. Yes. And perfect. also that Julia Roberts sang this in a bathtub for a movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Pretty Woman. Yeah. It was either which, in the bathtub or she also sang Roxanne in the bathtub. I don't know which one was. If she sang them both or. I think Kiss was in the bathtub with the headphones on when he walked, when Richard Gere walks in. Well, that's what I thought, too. But now I'm thinking maybe it was uh, Roxanne. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I know Roxanne did. I mean, Eddie Murphy did Roxanne in Trading Places. Okay. That well, that wasn't it. To, I haven't seen that one. Not Trading Places. 48 Hours. Mm. Yeah, you're right. He did do that, but I'm pretty sure she sang both of those in that movie. You could be right. Okay, so number two is Kiss. Oh, that's number two. The number. Wow. Okay. So you've gotten Um, the top three so far with When Doves Cry, Kiss, Let's Go Crazy, and then you skip down to eight, Purple Rain. Okay. um, Little Red Corvette. Uh, no. Okay. I was going to give you bonus um, points for number 11. That was Little Red Corvette was number 11. Oh, okay. Good deal. Raspberry Beret. Yes. Number six. Which is not... I have to say I don't really like that song. I liked it. wasn't one of my favorites of his, but 1985, and it debuted at number two. That came out in 1985? Yes. Okay, I take that back then, because that was ahead of its time then. Okay. <laughs> um, so you're missing one, two, three. What's that Sheena Easton song? Yeah, you're on the right track. Um, is this, is this, oh, wait a minute. Would this, is this songs that he sang or songs that he wrote? No, no, no. Because if it's songs he wrote, I was, I'm going to say, um, what is it? It's been seven hours and 15... Uh, no, no. Nothing compares to you. No, that's... It's not songs he wrote. Okay, but that certainly, I think, would be in there if it was songs he wrote. 
Oh, yeah. I'm sure it would Along be. with Manic Monday by the Bengals. Yes. Not in there. Nope. These are okay. songs he did and different... He was on that He was on that Sheena Easton song. He actually sang on that, right? Yes, he did. Okay. Um, Do you know I'm it? Going, yeah, I'm going through the words in my mind. That is on there. It's number it's, that's seven. That's the one with... I always thought he was saying... Um, I could never figure out what he was saying after he's like, your body's slamming or your face is slamming and your something is something. And I was like, what is he saying right there? And I never did figure it I out. I think he's saying your face, isn't he saying your face is hecka slamming? <laughs> is that really what he says? I have no idea. <laughs> Which would be before his time too, because hecka, I don't know if that was out. This was in 1987. Oh, so that's that song is on there, right? Yes, it is. Number two. Okay, um... Not number two, but debuted at number two. The highest it got was number two. Is the name of that You Got the Look? Yes. Very good. Okay. Okay. Is it? Does it have any of the misspellings or... Yes. Like... You. Letter okay. U. I rem- that's what I remember. Okay. Yep. And nothing compares to you is that way too, right? Yes. With a two okay. and a U. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think of other... Delirious? Is that on there? No. Um... Oh, I would die for you. Delirious is number fifteen. I would die for you, also spelled with a U, is number sixteen. Yes, that's what made me. That's what reminded me of that because I knew that one was. <laughs> so no, that's not on the top ten. That was sixteen. Um, I would die for you is on Purple Rain, right? Mm, I would die sure. for you is what did I say? It, no, it says nineteen eighty five. Hmm. Okay. Well, it could have. Maybe it was when a release date. The album date. came out in 94. Maybe the album yeah. came out. I, I thought. You're probably um, right. Maybe it was just the release date. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Party Like is 1999. No, surprisingly. How in the world is that not on there? 1999. Let's see. where That's number 20. Man, he had a lot of good stuff, didn't he? Yeah, he did. If that's number 20. Um, I would have thought that would have been played like crazy. Especially like as it got yeah, towards the millennium. Cool. Yeah, right. Um, um, do you want a little controversy? No. Controversy. Controversy is number thirty-seven. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think of songs like videos, uh, diamonds and pearls. Diamonds and pearls. One of my I favorite video. Prince songs. Is number is that, 12. Was that the video where the two uh, with the ladies who look? It's not Winnie and Lisa, but the two uh, the the new the new power generation where they looked. They were basically dancers and back maybe backup singers that yes. basically just kind of looked very similar. I think so. And they were by the. I remember seeing them at the piano playing the piano. Um, and yes, they wore like a lot of diamonds and pearls. Yeah, That's how that, I the that is the new power generation, and that is number twelve. Okay, is there anything on here in the top ten recently from the new? Third Eye Girl or whatever. Okay. The the most recent song in the top 10 is mm-hmm. from 1994. So that would have been New Power Generation, I think. 1994. Probably the same album that released um, what you just said, Diamonds and Pearls. Uh-huh. Let me see. Diamonds and Pearls was released in 1992. Okay. Um, what was the name of that song? Was Cream the name of that song? Cream Cream is in the top ten. Um, that's the name of the song? I that's in, Yeah, that's the okay. name of the song. And but that's from nineteen ninety one and that, remember that lyric. That actually debuted at number one and it was spent two weeks there. Really? Was that like some sort of com- I can't remember I my eighty nine to ninety four is kind of fuzzy. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, That was also New Power Generation, I believe. Yes, New Power Generation. Did he, like, take a break after Sound of the Times and come back and not come back until, like, 91? I don't remember. Um, Stick on Sign of the Times. Okay. Uh, Sign of the Times. Yes, number 10. Sign of the Times, 1987. (laughs) So, yeah, so 1987. So so there must have been a break. Yeah, because... At that time, I have to admit, I listened to I was listening to a lot of I transitioned and was listening to a lot of Metallica. Oh, and that's quite a Beastie transition. Boys and um, uh, Public Enemy. Okay, uh, a lot in that in a lot in that eighty nine, ninety, ninety one, ninety two. Nine one one is joking your town. <laughs> All right, Flavor Flav. <laughs> so yeah, it looks like at nineteen eighty seven, and then it doesn't he doesn't get another one on till ninety one. Oh, by the way, Fear of a Black. Planet was the first CD I ever bought, I think. And is that Prince? No, that's Public Enemy. Okay, I didn't remember the name of the song. That's remember the one is joking. Now one is a joke is on that album. Oh, okay. I actually and had welcome that. Welcome to the Terradome. I actually had that CD. It's a really good one. Yeah. And the ones on either the one you know was the one that followed. What's the one that followed that one? I have trouble remembering their other one. Their other names of their CDs, but I think it was the one before that was the one I really liked too. I don't. I couldn't help you with the name of the CDs, as you just found out, because I thought it was a Prince's album. All right, so we got. You have two left. Several of these, only two left. Okay. Yep. Um, one of them's from 1994, the one I previously mentioned, and okay. one of them is from 1989, which is the last one. Uh, he spent one week at number one. And I only don't one week. Okay. I don't think I know this song by at least I don't by the title. I'm trying to think of videos in the late 80s because I would have been in high school. I mean, in 89, I would have been in high school. Let's see. And that was big time MTV watching for me. Surely this wasn't number one, but the one I think of when I think of Prince in the late 80s is the Batman movie song. Seriously, you you definitely are a savant. You don't remember that like eight minute video or ten no. minute video? It was crazy. It was like a big debut. It was like, oh, a big Prince song. And I was like, oh, I'm excited. Because, you know, the stuff that had happened, the, everything he had done in the 80s up until then, I was like, wow, this is going to be great. And I, I hate that song. Okay. Well, I'm, was that the song? I'm thinking it's the same thing. It's called Bat Dance. Yep. That's it. Bat Dance. 1989. Number yep, that five. Was the one number from the Batman movie. five. From the, from the uh, first, and Tim Burton is who I was trying to think of last oh, week. Oh, Tim Burton, not Tim Daly. Not Tim Taylor, you know Tim Burton's Batman, Michael Keaton. That's that was the very. It was the not maybe not the theme song, but it was like the big promotion as part of that first Batman movie. First Tim Burton Batman um, in '89 was that Prince video and song. I, I hated. I don't know that song. I mean, if you sang it to me, maybe I'd know it, but I don't know. I it think by that title. song is garbage. <laughs> well, it made number one. It's number five in his top forty, so people liked it apparently. It's crazy to me. All right, you have one left, and it's that 1994 one. So it must I think it's got to be around that same time as Diamonds and Pearls. Okay. And well, um, Cream was a little earlier. When you hear it, you're gonna. Well, when you hear, if you don't get it, you'll know when I, you'll know it as soon as I say it. Um, Nineteen. See, this is this is a tough spot for me. This mid. Early '90s is tough for me because by '91 I was moving heavy into, like I said, um, and I think '91 or '92 is when Paul's Boutique came out for Beastie Boys. When I was okay, I was like in early in high school when you know um, License to Ill came out, 
And I was like, yeah, I like this. But when Paul's Boutique came out with all those samples, I was like, wait a minute. I love this. This is okay. So you had switched. Took off from there. Yeah. And uh, that's also when, um, you know, Nirvana and Pearl Jam started to hit in Soundgarden. So I was, you know, being playing guitar and stuff, I was into Metallica. And then I got, and like Master Puppets is one of my favorite, you know, metal albums ever. So I've been listening, I'd listen to that until I wore a cassette out of my car, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s. Master Um, of Puppets, is that Metallica's? Oh, yes. So that is probably the only metal record I ever could stand. God, it's awesome. Battery kicks that thing off. It is incredible. Uh, I love, and then, you know, it's, it's the last one with, um, um, people are going to be mad at me now. The, the bass player, uh, Cliff, Cliff Burton. I think it's his name. I'm, I'm thinking Tim Burton now. What's his name? Cliff. <laughs> I don't know. The bass player. The Clavin? original bass player for Metallica. No, not Cliff Clavin. Okay. Well. And definitely not Cliff Huxtable. Not Cliff Huxtable for sure. So is that Master of Puppets the one with, um, Enter Sandman? No, or that's, is that earlier? that's the Black Album. Um, that's after that. So it's Master the Puppets one is with... the one before that. No, Master, Master Puppets is two before that, because it's Master Puppets, then And Justice for All, which I kind of went, eh. And the Black Album, even though a lot of Metallica fans at the time hated it, I liked it because it made them more popular, and I was like, hey, I, I like these guys. I want them to you know do more cool stuff. Then they kind of, I understand now why people hated that originally like Metallica, because it kind of went downhill from there, because um, Load and Reload were even more like mainstream. So is, and I mean, Master Puppets is incredible. Ride the Lightning and Master Puppets are peak Metallica for me. What about the song that was huge on MTV with the, like a 10-minute drum solo? Uh, one? Yes. With the guy in the, the actual footage, I think, of, or it's from a movie where the guy is like, you know, disabled yes. from the war. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's one. That's on Injustice for All. Okay, well, I might be talking really about like Injustice for All then because I really love that song. Yeah, there's some good stuff on there. Um, that was the first album with Jason Newstead when he took over playing bass, and it kind of fell flat for me in some places because you can tell that the bass player was not an original member of the band because the bass in the mix on that album is way too low for me, and I'm, it just always has bothered me. Me too. It's like he didn't even. It's like he he didn't really matter as much. So his his we're gonna lower his bass in the mix, and I'm like, come on. Like he wasn't, he didn't have the stature to fight enough. to bring it up in the mix. Yeah, which is ridiculous because it, I think it hurts the overall sound of the album personally. But um, Master, and then obviously it came after Master Puppets, which is my favorite Metallica album. So it, and we've been talking about Metallica for five minutes, so we should probably move on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got Most one more. Care. Do you want me to help you with this? Uh, yeah, because I don't think I'm going to get this. Because um, mid early '90s, I'm not going to get this. This one has the word world in the title. World. I'm pretty sure it's not indicated, but I'm pretty sure this is a new power generation as well. Yeah, I think early mid-90s. Would you say 92? Is that shit? 93? Yeah. You no, know what? 94. This song might describe, at least when you were younger, Winnie Cooper. Oh. The most beautiful girl in the world. Yes. Is that it? That's it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. You may see how many more I can name. You want to? <laughs> no, not really, because I'm out of names. I'm out of ones off the top of my head that I can think of. See, you got them all. Unbelievable. Well, you gave me hints. That was good. Yeah. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer 
So, first world problems. Yes. Usually, I we would I, would, I used to, used to be that I talked about insurance and bathroom updates and all that stuff in the weekend review, but it's become such a regular thing that it's got its basically its own segment now in first world problems. As far as I, it's from my side of it anyway. Oh boy. So, insurance is still insane. Still. Yeah, I'm still fighting with them on claims that were made in December from when I went to the emergency room, and it's many, 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 many thousands of dollars that they are saying, "Here, you got to pay all of this," and I'm like, "Nope, <laughs> that's." Oh no. I hope it's not going to happen. Beyond that, I did see this week that Aetna, my old insurance company from last year, who I will willingly talk about now as being terrible every time I've had to deal with them and every time my wife has had to deal with them, their customer service, you get one person who wants to help you and the next person just acts like everything that the nice person told you doesn't exist. Um, And I think they do that on purpose. Yeah. To string you along um, and to make it as painful to you as possible, the, the person who's paying them the premiums. They were in a court case this week where a judge ruled against them for trying to deceive people. Oh, um, in cert- they pulled out of like the Affordable Care Act and and not being supporting that in certain states because they said, oh, it's just uh, we can't. Um, this is not good business for us, and we're, we're we're not we can't do this anymore. We're not able to provide the best support and the best uh, care to our customers anymore. So we're going to have to instead of taking your money and you know just not providing you good care, we're going to just back out and you know kind of bow out like they were being humble and they were being you know honorable about the situation. Yeah. With right. the judge, that was and that was last summer. With the judge ruled this week was no, they were doing it because in those particular states they're trying to merge with I think it was Humana or some other insurance larger insurance company. Mm-hmm. I might have got the name wrong, but anyway, um, they were going to merge and it was a um, basically a, a monopoly. It was going to be so the you know the trade whatever it is that you know the, the government that oversees that part of it. I can't think of what the name of it is right now, but they're basically like um, no, you can't. It'd be this is it's the antitrust people. They're like, no, you can't do this because then you would have too much of a monopoly in these particular areas, right. and you would be able to drive the rates up because these people wouldn't have any choice but to buy insurance from you in these areas anymore, in certain counties and certain states right. that they pulled out of. And the judge said, you're a bunch of liars, and I am 100% behind that decision. Absolutely. I would think that that may bode well. Well, are you talking about your new insurance company that won't... Cover or your old insurance company? How does that this work? This is the old insurance company. The insurance company Aetna. that I was insured through through 2016, um, Aetna. They, they're the ones who got basically taken to court over this, and the judge ruled against them, thankfully. So I, I feel like I'm not the only one who has an issue with them. Yeah, maybe this will bode well for you. Absolutely. And speaking of the new insurance that she brought it up, which has actually been good so far, um, it's the premiums are like half. And the deductible is like half, which doesn't make any sense to me, but it's awesome. Yeah, and I appreciate it's it. It's great. Because um, the deductible and the premiums before were insane. But I've got new dental insurance from them, and they sent us our dental insurance cards uh, last week and had one for my wife. And the way this company does it, instead of having one card with everybody's name listed on there, like Edna did, mm-hmm. they send uh, a card with each person's name on it in the family, which I appreciate. Because then I'm not ever, you know, trying to, you know, sort that out and figure out who's who and what goes with what and who is covered. Everybody has their own card, oh, so nice. all four members of my family have a card. Except with the dental insurance, we got, <laughs> oh, um, no. you know, they send them in those little plastic like sheets that you pop the card out of. Yeah. And there were four cards in there, and so it had my wife's name, my son's name, my daughter's name, and the fourth one was 
this is intentionally left blank. <laughs> Which is, uh, it's it, not like it would have caught it. It, it didn't cost them. They didn't have to like produce anything. The card in there to put my name on it was there, and they they put this is intentionally left blank. Oh, come on. Are you sure it didn't say at the top, Jason, comma? This is intentionally left blank. Yeah, as my name. Yeah. Well, the actual thing that happened is is just as ridiculous. So, my wife called and checked to check on it, and they were like, "Oh, um, he doesn't get a card because he's he's in certain states." You don't get a dental insurance card. You just have the number, and you give the number to the people, and or you tell the the dental provider, the dentist, uh, their insurance people. You tell them over the phone to call, you know, the insurance company, and they just do it. And you, we don't produce cards in certain states. We're not required to, so we don't. And what? My wife was like, um, so the, why did the other three members of my family get cards except for my husband? And she's like, well, let me take a look. And da da da. She looked it up and. It, she's like, I, I I can't explain it to you. He shouldn't be getting a card, and I don't know why you you know it said you should get cards, but he's not eligible to get a card. He shouldn't be getting a card. And she's like, is he on the insurance? And the woman's like, yes. <laughs> and so my wife, who now the insurance is through the company that she works for now, so she went down the hallway or called the HR person and's like, can you help me with this? And the person was great and helped her out and sorted it out and discovered, long story short, that my address was wrong. They had me living in Texas. (laughs) So, and Texas is a state where you don't get a dental card. So they thought her and my two kids lived in Georgia and she was, and I, we were still married and she was still covering me under her work insurance. And I lived in Texas. Oh no. (laughs) I don't know where in Texas because they couldn't, they couldn't like, she said, ma'am, we can't give you his address because he hasn't authorized us to give you the address. I can just tell you that it's in Texas, which is a state that doesn't require a dental insurance card. Oh my gosh. So, still not, still messed up. Still not right. I Apparently hope- I'm covered, but honestly I've canceled the, I had several doctor's appointments in the middle of January for this um, neuro- neurological thing, like different tests they wanted to run. Mm-hmm. And since it hadn't gotten any worse, I've kind of put off those tests and I told him, I said, I'm going to postpone this mainly until I make sure that I'm covered under the new insurance and partially because I'm going to have to pay for these tests up to the, the new deductible for 2017 and the and the bill from December if the insurance old insurance Aetna doesn't come through and do like they're supposed to and file those claims the correct way and get, get around to actually paying their part of it, it's going to be so much money that I'm going to need to postpone until I can save up to pay for these new tests. So it's yeah, which insurance is sh- always insane. Yeah, and so you should not have to be postponing medical appointments, your health for no. insurance. No, when I get a bill from the emergency room, this does not include the doctor that helped me in the emergency room. It doesn't include the radiologists and the people who read the you know the MRIs and the CT scans and all that. When I get a bill from the emergency room for twenty thousand dollars, it makes me want to go. I might as well just die next time. <laughs> I literally better be dying before I go to the hospital. Not just this could be bad because, and honestly, the day that I went and the day before, I it, and this has never crossed my mind in my life. I was like, this could be it, and oh. because of this crazy stuff that was going on yeah, and the stuff yeah. that the doctors were telling me, I was like, maybe I need to really think about this. And so I was like, it's, I, it's, you know, it'd be irresponsible for me to my family, my kids to go to not go, mm-hmm. but if. I can't imagine having, can I pay for this, have to factor in, should I go to the emergency room because I might die? Right. You but literally have to it's think in the back that. of your mind yeah. now when you see those bills and the insurance is not covering it. 
Yeah, it's that's yeah. crazy. It definitely is in the back of your mind, and I'm sure so, others. I mean, I know I. Yeah. Mine hasn't been something where I thought this could be it, but you know, you kind of tend to not go to the doctor when you maybe should because you know it's going to cost you. That's absolutely right, and I I've, I feel for the people who may lose health care coming up or can't afford it even now, even with different plans, but especially the people who have been able to afford it recently and may get yanked out from under them now, because I, I can't imagine going, having money factor in, in any way to, should I go to the doctor or not? Exactly. It's not, not the not way it should be. Money should never be that, that much of a decision maker, but it seems like it's going scarily growing more and more important in our society. And it makes me nervous for the future. Like when my kids get older, what, what's going to be, what's going on with that. But Hey, you know, First world problems because a lot of people can't don't have any insurance and don't even have access to a doctor in other parts of the world and you know that life expectancy is what thirty forty years old so it's yeah. absolutely first world problem but certainly scary for everybody involved. Yeah, absolutely, including the bank, your bank account. If yeah. you have to pay for it, I don't think I have to pay for a, 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 like any huge percentage of that. But it, 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 when you do get those bills, it's kind of like. Um, whoa. <laughs> well, you shouldn't Let have think to about pay this for a minute. No. And the only reason I got that bill that I even knew, you know, that, that I even think they're going to try to make me pay all that is because the insurance filed it wrong and said I wasn't covered. They filed it under voluntary plan, which is the dental and the vision. Oh, God. Instead of the medical. So Aetna, in December, when they got all these charges and all these claims from the hospital and the ER. And the doctors put it under the dental and vision plan. Oh, my which gosh. Which seems to me like anything they get over a certain dollar amount, they go, how much, how long can we string this along and what way can we delay this so we don't have to pay until we absolutely have to pay? It sounds, yeah, it definitely sounds like that. And it seems like a certain judge thought that that was. Absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully that'll, they'll, they'll figure that out. And hopefully you don't have to go to court, too. Absolutely. We've got no qualification, so here's our recommendations. Recommendations. Yes, do you have one? Yeah, actually, I do have a recommendation this week. Um, it's an older album, but if you haven't heard it, it's worth going back to check out. Um, have you ever heard of Damien Rice? I have heard of Damien Rice, but I couldn't tell mm-hmm. you... Any one of his songs, so this is intriguing. I'm All right, uh, he did an album called O. Oh, I think it's probably early two thousands. I'm having trouble. I always have trouble with the years of stuff, and so it's in that mid early two thousands range. Uh, it's called O, oh, just the letter O. Um, Does and... that bother you? No, because that's just the name. Okay, so it's not O short for O H, or O W E. I don't read it that way. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's now you got me thinking. <laughs> what kind of music does he? Ha- what kind of music does he play or sing? Uh, or? He's he's from Ireland, so it's kind of folk, sort of Irish influenced folk music. Um, his music got hooked up with. Um, do you ever remember that movie with? I think it was called Closer, with like Natalie Portman and like three other like famous actors where they were cheating on each other with each other. Um, I can't remember the oh. the plot of the movie. I think Natalie Portman like played like a stripper in the movie. Um, is what I, I remember. That sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't think I would have 
It's probably called closer. I'm not, I'm not going to argue. I think it's closer. It's probably yeah, I closer. Never, or closure or something like that. But I never saw the movie. I just know that his songs were used prominently in the movie and in the like the trailer. Um, but I had, I had listened to his whole album before that and uh, really, really like um, a lot of the songs he has on there. It's a great album. One of my favorite albums ever, honestly. Um, I highly recommend listening to it if you'd like. Um, if you like like the indie folk stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I um, do. Uh, in the last that's really taken off in the last 10 years but i think it's better than that i think it's its own like kind of style um and lisa hannigan is featured heavily on the album she she's a vocalist incredible um the song that probably most people would recognize is uh volcano that was on it, it was on the radio it was it was like the biggest hit like the first hit off of that album okay um i don't think it's the best song on there but it's really good and there's there's probably eight or nine songs on there that I really love. So it's, it's, it's really cool, really good. Uh, and Lisa Hannigan has since um, left Damien Rice and has released her own solo albums, which she's incredible, um, incredible singer. Um, really like both of their voices together, though, is, was just perfect on that album. So it's, it's really cool. Well, I'll definitely listen to it. Because you know that awesome. I've listened to your Zero Seven recommendation Zero Seven. and um, mm-hmm. Explosions in the Sky. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look up this Damien Rice O, O or mm-hmm. O whatever it is. Yes, just the letter O. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. You have any recommendations this week? Well, yeah. Speaking of recommendations, I made another ten bucks last night due to my VIP status at Amazon Video. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how making ten bucks worked in the recommendations, <laughs> but you you answered my question. Well, you you know how last week you were. We were talking about the man in the high castle and how the TV show, yes. the, the Amazon video original or Amazon yes. original, whatever they call it, um, and that you can't stand it and that I may, I wanted to finish it first before I, mm-hmm. before I recommended it. But anyway, I got a, I did finish it and Amazon video then asked me to fill out this survey and to help the writers again, mm-hmm. they're seeking my advice. Wow. Um, to help the writers for season three. And How did you get hooked up with this gig? Listen, they know a smart person when they <laughs> when they oh, hear it. Or hear absolutely. Them. I, I wouldn't question that at all. I, my only other question about this is, do you get smoke breaks from this job? Well, this job, I could, yes. Because I could take, you get like five days to complete it. So there could be a lot oh. of smoke breaks in there. Okay. So how many seasons is two? Is that how many seasons? Two seasons. And so basically Uh the the basic plot or the idea of the show is to, it's a a period, another period piece, historical fiction, whatever you want to call that. It's like alt history. Alt history. Yes. Mm -hmm. Is that like alt right? Mm. No. Well, they both involve Nazis. Yeah, exactly. So this is about... What ha- what would happen? What would our world look like if Nazi Germany won the war? World War Two. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so it it kind of goes back and forth between the U.S. and Germany and the Japanese, who are um, Germany's allies at that time. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes back and forth, and when I say back and forth, it goes back and forth so much so that you kind of do lose your place. You don't know what's going on. Never good for a TV show. Exactly. And that's kind of how I feel about Westworld, which I just finished with my free oh, HBO trial. 
Mm-hmm. Westworld. I got to watch it. Yeah, you need to watch that. Westworld was all over the place. Westworld was a show that I could take or leave. It was good. I enjoyed it. It was good entertainment, but I also don't think I would be like, oh man, you got to watch this. It's the same way with okay. Man in the High Castle. It was good. I like period pieces, like I said last week, and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm in the tank for those anyway. <laughs> um, so so really, this could this show was kind of you were sort of the demographic that they were aiming for. You were the person that yes. they were aiming for with a period piece, alternate history, like cool, in, interesting stuff. Yes, um, different ideas and um, drama. It's a drama, right? It's a drama. Yeah, and I Intrigue, I find it mystery. pretty. Yeah, I find it kind of. It's a, I, to me, it's a good show, but it's also there are holes in it, and I told them so in my survey. Ooh, okay. <laughs> but I will say that one of the main characters is played by Tony Romo. Wait, wait, actually, Tony Romo? He sure looks a heck of a lot like him. I would, I wouldn't, I would believe anything at this point. Is that why he wasn't quarterback and he couldn't go back and start for the Cowboys this year? He was in Man in the High Castle. Um, well, he was Man in the High ca- Castle for about five episodes until he got injured. Did they, did they kill him off? <laughs> no. Was it his back? <laughs> his, Is that how we got injured? I think it was his clavicle. Okay. <laughs> but the guy looks exactly like Tony Romo. It's it's uncanny to me. This is not going to make me watch this show. No. You're not going to watch the show anyway. No, I'm, I'm not going to watch it. But this. speaking of something I could totally wholeheartedly recommend. All right. La La Land. See it, people. That's a movie, right? La La Land's a movie, and it's it's described as a musical, but for me, it's sort of like a musical hybrid. It's not... I guess, what's your definition of a musical, Jason? Like Oklahoma, Les Mis, that's a musical to me. But also, like Disney movies are musicals, sort of, so, some of them. Like, um, here's what I can't stand about musicals. Is I'm Frozen a musical? Right Yes. Okay. What what can't you can't, stand? Because it might be the same thing I can't stand. I hate when plot points and dialogue is delivered through songs. Yeah. Yeah. In a movie, like I love Les Mis. I, I that's that's really the only musical that I really like. Have you I've seen, seen Wicked? I've seen like some of it, like the televised, like like the like TV, like I've never seen it. I haven't seen it live. It just. Those songs, I, I didn't like the songs. I've heard some of the songs. Okay. I'm just like, eh, this is not for me. I loved Wicked. That was probably okay. up there with my favorite. I've seen Les Mis, and it was fine, but it wasn't Wicked to me. And I've, I haven't seen like Hamilton, of course, but um, right. I've heard the songs. And there's some, Hamilton is weird for me because it's like I really like this song or I really cannot stand this song. Oh, okay. There's it's no like really middle ground for me on those Hamilton songs on the soundtrack. I actually probably prefer the remixed version where other like artists came in and redid songs. You, you know, with uh, what's his face, Questlove. No, Who I don't know anything. The only song I've ever heard from Hamilton is the one that we did a jingle. Oh, okay. For I haven't um, heard any of the other songs. There's a couple of the other ones on there that I've heard. I've just listened to like the soundtrack on YouTube. It's that I like, and then the rest of them, I'm like, this is not. I don't. I don't really like. Not this, your so thing. Kind of. Well, it is my thing. I like hip hop and I like, you know, intelligent lyrics. It's just, I, I just didn't grab me for whatever reason. But there are, um, there are some critics of the Lin Manuel Miranda that they just don't like his style. Yeah, and I can see that because it is, it is different, um, and I can totally see that. So, musical 
sometimes what, what don't I, you like about musicals? Kind of what you're saying. To me, if a, a musical is a strict musical, if almost or if not all of the dialogue is through singing. Yeah, it's like you... The dialogue in the song is necessary to move the plot along. Yes, and La La Land is not that at all. Oh, okay, well then I, I might actually see it. I want to say that there maybe is five or six musical numbers that kind of, some of them do, are moving the plot along, but most of them are just sort of adjuncts to the plot. Oh, okay. Um, but there's a lot of dialogue, and so I, that's why I called it a hybrid yeah. And it does celebrate old Hollywood, but it's also much more than that. To me, it's a love story. It's a dream story. It's a, if you had to pick between love and dreams, are you still happy if you would attain all your dreams? It also includes jazz piano, pian- uh, Ryan Gosling, who I think he actually plays the piano in this movie. Really? He can play the piano? I guess. I, I feel like I read that he actually played it. Um, hmm. okay. And of course, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are singing, and... You know, critics are saying, well, they're not very good. To me, that's no problem. To me, that's yeah. actually fine, endearing. I get really, I get sick and tired of actresses and actors being good at everything they do. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to see them not being that great at something. <laughs> and they're hot, too. You know, it's like, come on, give some of your talents to other people, will you? Uh, I mean, I'm not sure on the hot thing. Ryan Gosling is hot. I was talking about what's her face. Emma Stone is um, hey guys. Emma Stone is cute. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a hard time. Yeah. Um, but I, the, the musical thing. I just don't know if I can get past it. And I'm not into old Hollywood. And I've heard this like being referred to as like it recalls like singing in the rain. Yeah, it old does. Movies like that where they do like dance numbers, and I hate that stuff. Yeah, there are some dance numbers. It. It isn't for I'm me, out. and I'm actually was thinking of not going, but I'm glad I went. Okay, well then, maybe I'll give you a maybe on that one. Now, here is really why I wanted to bring this up because I got to bring up my boy JT. Oh, okay. So my boy apparently was nominated for here we go Academy Award. Can't stop the feeling. His song for mm. the movie Trolls, the animated movie. Yeah. Yeah. So he and he tweeted out speechless. Wow! 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 Two wows. Wow! 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 I'm just gonna say this real quick before you get into this. And I have never heard this song, but to me, the original song category at the Oscars is almost always the weakest category. Except you for Randy I mean? Newman, right? Hmm. I'm talking about like the breadth of the category oh, over the okay. years. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's. it's to me, it's the weakest if you look at back over the years because it's has to be an original song written for the movie. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. And that to me is like say it's it's like if you went to the Grammy Awards, which I just pulled that out because it's music, but the Grammy Awards are usually terrible to me too. But um, the, mm-hmm. if you went to the Grammys and then you had a best movie award in like best movie that featured one of our songs, and it's just like why is that even here? Why do you, it? So you the don't like the category. Are, I don't like the category because I don't think it's necessary. I mean, I'm all for music and movies, but I think that's what score comes in, like best score. And there's some awesome music in the scores of these okay. movies. I think it's incredible. Yep, and I, I think that should be paid more attention to than the original songs because the original songs, most of the time, it's like you maybe have like one or two good songs of the year. It should be like the, um, what is it, the best picture now where they can go up to 10? 
Yes. You should be able to like go down to like one or two in original best original song. Because I saw like I think I saw the nominees and I think like La La Land had like two songs nominated or I something like that. I know that the City of Stars was nominated, which okay. I think is going to win. Mm-hmm. I don't think my boy is going to win, which is fine because that song is okay. It's more of an earworm than. That's what I'm saying. See, it's songs that are not. People are getting Academy Awards for songs that are okay. You should never get an Academy Award for something that is just eh. When, when the majority of people say eh, it's okay, because I've never heard anybody say this is one of the greatest songs of the year. Yeah. Yep. And it won an Academy Award. I mean, just come on. So just so basically, what you're saying is, musicians out there, if you want if you want your song to be really recognized, write it for a movie, and you might get nominated for an Oscar. It's. <laughs> Honestly, it is like the I'm gonna I may be I may really like this one genre of music and I may be best suited to this, but I see that I can kind of exploit this mm-hmm, other genre mm-hmm. of music and get maybe like promoted a little more because there's less competition. And I'm gonna write us I'm gonna try to get in the business of writing original songs for movies because that's my fastest <laughs> ticket to popularity yep. and being getting an Academy Award. That makes which, sense. Hey, do whatever you want, but I'm just. I think it should be called out as this. This I think is a weak category. I, I almost and you make uh, sense. from year to year. That makes sense because can't stop the I'm feeling. I'm also just trying to make just trying to pick it. You know your boy. Well, I figured that that's what you were doing because although, that's where this whole if argument I hadn't, comes from. If I hadn't brought up Justin Timberlake, <laughs> that we would have been done with this segment. Yes, of course. <laughs> but I brought up Justin Timberlake to you know, and get, I like Justin Timberlake to get at you as well. Yes, of course. But your boy, my fu- my boy. Now, the funniest thing about this to me is that the uh-huh. media then said that they said La, um, that they're, it's pitting former Mouseketeers Justin Timberlake and Ryan Gosling are facing off in the category of best song as if Gosling wrote the song. <laughs> was that was my question? Is Gosling no? I I'm a hundred percent certain he didn't write the song, but of course <laughs> they just want to put the two Mouseketeers against each other. Headlines, yeah. clickbait, clickbait, exactly. But these anyway. two musketeers did something that you'll never believe. Yeah, yeah. Click here. R- ridiculous. But City of Stars, that is nominated for La La Land. It was a fun song, and it does go back to cool. old Hollywood. So yeah, it might I, not be for you, but if you can stand a few musical numbers, I think it's well worth the the seeing it. Maybe I'll watch it like online, like at home, and so that way I can just fast forward through the music parts. Yes. I'll put the subtitles up, and whenever it's got like the little singing note, I see them pop up there. I'll just put it on one and a half speed, and you know, just yeah. scroll through it. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, and and there have been some great songs nominated in movies, and especially you know many years ago when the when the Academy Awards first started, there were some great great songs. Some of the best songs of those eras were songs written for movies because you know the music industry what and what it became and what it's kind of turned into now for sure. Um, but just the whole you have to have so many songs nominated and you have to actually have it. Here's, here's my thing when it comes down to these awards, there always should be a rule in there somewhere where at the end of all, when they get all the nominees, when they get all the things, everything that's eligible and everything's nominated and they pick the winner and all that stuff. Even after that, they should be able to say, okay, objectively, is this thing actually any good? (laughs) And if it's not any good, you just say, we didn't have anything this year, so nobody gets the award. Yes, but they'll never do that. And again, you're doing this oh, because no. I brought up JT. <laughs> no, no, actually, that's what I really feel about all awards. Is you should, it's, it's the, the Oscars best original song category is the particip, 
participation orange slice trophy of the Academy Awards. <laughs> well, I like orange slices. Well, I do too. And I also I don't get an award for eating them though. No, and I certainly would could would really like one right about now. And most people would probably point out that me as a musician, this is idiocy for me to do this, but hey. But you know what? You're, I never said I was a genius. I think that you're kind of, what you're kind of saying, and I picked up on it now because it takes me a while to pick up on things, um, <laughs> that basically you think that Justin Timberlake knew that he had a chance to win an Oscar, so he wrote this song for that stupid troll movie. Yes. Because he could have just put that on his album and he still it would have been a number one hit. Yes. Or it would have been another song on his album. If you if even you as a Justin Timberlake fan were like, ah, oh, the song's okay. Well, it's certain there's no way I cannot hear that song. I I as soon as I hear that song I dance. Oh well well th- that's that's So that tells me that just okay. I like yeah. it, but it's also yeah. I don't think it's the best thing ever written, and I, I mean, I don't think it's, like, the, the lyrics aren't deep, and, you know, it doesn't tell a story, but it sure makes you yeah. shake your booty. Well, that's 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 a bonus. That's what some songs are meant to do, especially in songs in an animated kids movie. Yes. So are you, yeah, exactly. Are you, you're basically suggesting that Justin Timberlake is a great self-promoter and knows how to, you know... Game the system? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think we've yeah. been over there's that nothing before. Wrong with that. Deja hey, vu. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Your boy. My boy. Hey, how's it going? We hope you've been enjoying the podcast thus far, and we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on Twitter at SpeakTangents, or visit our website at speakingoftangents.com. It has all the relevant links and information there. If you haven't been enjoying our podcast, we're sorry. Please let us know on our Snapchat account. Thanks. So do we have any feedback this week? Oh, definitely. You know, we've talked about the watermelon. We've talked, we've, mm-hmm. uh, we've got a lot of feedback on the watermelon and the tomatoes yes. and all that. Yep. But Sean Morrissey, at Sean underscore Morrissey on Twitter, mm-hmm. he sent us a picture of geese flying in what, probably like a V formation. Would you say it was a V formation? Yeah, I'd say V. Of, and he said Half spot Half a W. He said, spotted conspiring above the office building today. And the best part uh-huh. about this tweet was that he put a Canadian flag emoticon, or emoji, I guess is the nice. proper term. <laughs> yes. So I'm always happy when people tell us about the birds that are near them. Yes. So thanks, Sean. That made mm-hmm. me laugh. Now, speaking of flying, Luke Overby, at Luke Overby on Twitter, said... Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's our young stat man. Although I thought it was stat young man. Young stat man. If he, if he, I'm going to roll with whatever he wants to call himself. Okay. So young stat man works too. So he, last week we, we wondered something. Like Oprah, I, I'm pronounced it like Oprah, what's her husband's name? Stedman. Stedman. Yep. So young statman. Okay. That can work. Young statman. Young statman. And he is answering something that we questioned last week. All no, right. no, you can't serve in another country's military if you are not a citizen. Okay, cool. That's good to know. And Hashtag, what does this have to do with flying? Well, I would just let you leave that up to your own okay. imagination. You speaking of flying, I'm oh, like, yeah, no. where's this going? Speaking of tangents. Um, <laughs> Young. Well, I, I just want to point out that he used the hashtag ICE, which I love. Okay. ICE. I still don't know what it means. <laughs> oh, I can't even. Um, Jen Babish at J Bab Sports Chick mm-hmm. t- 
tweeted us, I always get momentarily confused when they play at Judo Fuse, your Jason music on at this show stinks, which is Tony Kornheiser's show. Mm-hmm. I think I'm listening to Speak Tangents for a minute at Speak Tangents. That's funny. So, yeah, that cracks me up because I thought the same thing when I heard your your song. They, I think they played it. They played it sometime this week. And I'm oh, like, cool. hey, yeah. that's Speak Tangents. Well, wait a minute. That's Jason Fuse. <laughs> it's like my <laughs> David Aldridge moment. Nice. Well, I, I I I do as well. I used to, so I just resolve it now by um, I don't listen to speak tangents. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. And Robert from Winnipeg wrote us another jingle. Sweet. This one was to Tom Jones's "Help Yourself," which I don't think I know that song. I'm not familiar with that one either. I still need to go back and do the one with me and Alexa. That's that's on my list of stuff. Yeah, and then we have a few from back in December that we haven't yeah. gotten to yet. He is very pro- prolific. Is that the word? Prolific? Yep. Yep. Yes. That'll work. And this one was about hiccups and our discussion of the hiccup <laughs> removal technique from last week. So yes. thank you, Robert. Awesome. Uh, what about uh, anything else? Any other feedback? Uh, we did get another SoundCloud feedback. Oh, okay. This is from Juliana Dele or Dele. Uh, how would you say that? D-E-L-E-E? Dele. Um, okay. Um, it doesn't really matter because it's not a real person. <laughs> Hello, seriously, this is absolutely random. That's like <laughs> who it's addressed to. That's awesome. Because that's the tag for our SoundCloud account. Yeah. Hard Boiled Hiccups is a really cool song. Oh, maybe they heard Robert from Winnipeg's song. <laughs> no, what they mean is, <laughs> I know you know this, is um they just put, they just took the last, the name of the last, this is a form letter, that took the last name of the post. Right, so and the Hard episode. Hiccups was the name of the episode, and they think it's a song, because they didn't listen to it, obviously. Yeah. Um, you should increase your profile views and number of plays to attract more fans. Going to upload some of my tracks soon, and I would like your opinion on how to get more fans. <laughs> yeah. uh, first off, don't be a robot. That would help you get more fans, unless yeah. you want robot fans. And don't ask us. Yeah. One of my buddies... Maybe this is a friend of Alexa's, I'm assuming. Yeah, maybe. Uh, is using softwares, <laughs> plural, like SoundCloud Automator to promote his profile. Oh, so maybe it's not Alexa. Uh, he said he. Oh, um, yeah. Let Alex. me know your opinion. Cheers. My opinion is um, spam folder and deleted. That's my opinion on this. Yep. Although hard-boiled hiccup sounds like it would be a pretty cool song. It would be something. Um, I'm starting to really consider if these all these SoundCloud, you know, in retrospect, is all this SoundCloud feedback we're getting not from a real person? Is it all automated? Couldn't be, right? I don't think Couldn't so. Be. No. All right. No way. Okay, cool. And speaking of automated, do yes. we have any more Amazon reviews this week? Yes, we do. We do. We do. Um, you know, we've been talking about, I think we mentioned him earlier, his name, uh, in the destination of Sanj uh, oh, Kickstarter yeah. for yeah. Jingle Fest. Um, we talked about Smaoj. Smog. Smog. Yeah, Smaoj. Um, so I decided to look up something to do with Smog. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and so I typed in Smog into Amazon, and one of the first things that come up came up was a Funko Pop Movies Hobbit 3 Smauge 6-inch pop action figure. Colors may vary. Okay. Do you know what a fun, Funko Pop is? 
No, but I know what an action figure is. Okay. This is sort of like that. It's like these, um, they don't have like, they're not like cool action figures like G.I. Joe's like I had or Transformers that actually move and you got the, you know, the Kung, the Kung Fu grip or combat grip or whatever they call it where their arms can move and mm-hmm. they have, you know, posable joints. Is that what it is? No, not a posable joints. <laughs> Movable joints. Movable Yeah. Posable joints. That'd be like gummy, gummy, uh, gumbo. Gumbo? What's the guy's name? <laughs> gumbo? What's his name? What's you his mean name? the character that Eddie Murphy played on Saturday Night Live? It's green? Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> I'm going to let you sort this one out. Gumbo! <laughs> the famous children's character. Him and Pokey had his own cartoon. Did he? Okay, yes, he had his Gumbo. cartoon. <laughs> Gumbo. Gumbo. You're close. Gummy bear? Gumbo. Gum. Take one syllable out of gummy... And put it with gumbo in there somehow. <laughs> Gummy. Gum. Gum. Bowl. <laughs> Saying the same thing over and over I know. again. Doesn't make not, it right? <laughs> no. Uh, so Amazon reviews. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll be thinking about this the whole time yeah. now. Well, think about it. You'll get it. You'll, you'll, you'll get there. Um, okay. It's not... It's not it's not Smodjo, right? It's Smodge, Smog, Smog, Smodge, All right, I got to figure this out because it's gonna drive me nuts. But anyway, okay. uh, these are reviews for these Funko Pops, which are very popular, like among comic book collectors and like uh, Comic Con attendees. That um, people who collect like little figurines—they're sort of like little figures, but they're—they um, call them action figures. They don't know action of these things usually. They're just like little, you know resin, you know, printed uh, figures okay. that represent these things from these movies or comic books and stuff like that. Uh, I've never actually seen any of these in person, but I, I hear they're pretty cool. They're not the pewter stuff, like Dungeons oh, no, no, and no, Dragons? No, 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 no. no, okay. no, 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 no. no these, are, these are, you know, plastic-ish, uh, hard plastic ones. Uh, here's the first of you, five stars. I have a significant, in all caps, dragon in plastic collection... So I felt I would be remiss if I did not get Smouge in whatever presentation was available at a reasonable price. Well, this Funko and the Deathwing one assuredly met my desires. Assuredly? Assuredly. Oh, assuredly. Okay. They are both oversized, six inches tall, thank goodness, exclamation point, <laughs> and well modeled. This one assuredly puts to shame the travesty the likenesses for the Hobbit figures put to offer. Which is nothing short of a joke. One I refuse to entertain. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, apparently this um, this is a whole new world for me. Remember when we were doing the um, rolling the dice? The, d- uh, the dice? Yes. Uh, the D20s um, was for you. This is this is a whole new world for me. A window into a whole new world. And, and me. So, okay. <laughs> we'll throw us both in there. <laughs> All right. Uh, this, this one continues. I normally keep my dragons boxed. Mostly for dust control. I'll never sell them. But my daughter, which is the most surprising thing to me in this entire review, I'm sorry if that offends somebody, but that this guy has a kid, (laughs) pleaded for me to open, my daughter pleaded for me to open this one as he is so dang cute, in all caps. Well, one doesn't usually associate psychotic homicidal dragon with cute, but so be it. So when he is not being cuddled in my daughter's bed, he sits on shelf and commiserates with Deathwing, on how to best destroy on how to best destroy the world. Who's Deathwing? 
Um, I think it must be another dragon. Okay. I can't place it. I've heard of the name. I can't place it right now, though. Maybe from Game of Thrones. I've never seen that. So would you be surprised that... Wait a minute. You've never seen Game of Thrones? Mm-mm. You need to put that on your list for HBO. Okay. Cool. Um, it's all like dragon fantasy stuff, which I like, Dungeons & Dragons, but for some reason when it gets made into like movies or like live-action TV shows, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, it's more than that. There's a very, there is a fantasy element. Okay. I haven't read the books at all, but the, I like the, the movie or the TV show. So, what's your, what would you say is the biggest draw to, of Game of Thrones to you? Uh, characters, lots of char- lots of characters. So, like political intrigue kind of mm, stuff. No. Um, I thought the, the whole idea was that they're fighting. They're always sure, backstabbing they're, each other. Yeah, they're trying. They're. There's a throne the, that they're all to trying to get to. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, it a game? It is a game. Okay. And I a like throne. the. Uh, I definitely like the um, intro song, the theme song. Oh, I've seen the intro because uh, I've seen that animated where it like zooms over a map or something like that. Mm-hmm, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I've watched that on YouTube. Yep. Yeah, it's it's cool. Now you're. This surprised. is the one with the dragon lady, right? Who has yes. blonde hair but doesn't really have blonde hair in real life? Yes. Yeah, she's in that. Khaleesi. Awful Terminator. Yeah, I can't think of her name. That awful Terminator movie, the recent one. Genesis, um, I think it's called. I don't know. When that Arnold Schwarzenegger one. came back, it was. I watched like the first part of that, like on some stream, maybe Netflix, and was like, nope. <laughs> and I like the Terminator movies. It also has Jon Snow. Okay, Jon Snow. What else has he been in that I would know him? I don't know what he's been in besides Game of Thrones. I've had people tell me like strangers you know and uh this is never don't do this to people where you come up and say you know you remind me of you really like this person because that usually doesn't turn out well right yeah um, they said i look like some guy in that um uh nicholas something i think is his real name which i'm like eh i don't think so but uh, I've the had, guy like, that plays jamie people. the kingslayer i, I think no that's idea. his name is nicholas yeah you never looked it up huh you didn't want to know what this person said you look like not really Okay. Well, we already established that you look like the dude from um, Stranger Things, so. <laughs> Just in that one picture. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I had to go back to one thing. You said that you were surprised that this dude had a daughter, but you're not surprised that the people rolling rolling dice, rolling the dice with uh, 20s and um, dreading the brotch, the blotch. <laughs> had children? Well, none of them. No, none of them ever mentioned. Oh, okay. They were the person who bought it. It was. It was all like moms buying it for their like teenage or like. That's true. Uh, Ten-year-old sons. This was actually this guy is like all about this thing and did not. I, again, I don't want to offend anybody, but from just the words that he was saying, he was writing. It did not seem like this it was so guy funny. had ever would have ever procreated. Okay. If you know what I mean, so yeah. I don't. But, hey, it, it takes everybody to make the world go round. Yes, Some it people does. probably look at me and go, you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> back to Amazon reviews. Um, idiot savant. Yes, here's another one, five stars. Um, bought this as a birthday present to myself. Okay. He's super cute. No issues with the paint. Even had the one black scale out. After a long day of having a new water heater installed, then my water softener fixed, and finally having the electric company replace some bad equipment, having this arrive at my door put a smile on my face. He has joined the <laughs> Hobbit party on my desk at work, and he looks awesome as he towers over the other figures. Okay, where does this guy work? This is a woman. 
It's a woman. Where does she work? I don't know. It doesn't say, but I'm thinking there were many. The reason I read this one in particular is there were. This was a good representation of the several, like probably fifteen or twenty that I read that said I have these on my desk at work, and everybody it catches everybody's eye when they're coming in, and I'm like, I would probably say a cartoon dragon figure, action figure. If you had a like a shelf in your office, or these like several stacked on your desk. That's probably going to catch my eye, too, if I come in your office. Exactly. <laughs> Seems a little out of place, but hey, it's it's cool. Do what you want. Um, next one, another five-star review. He's like a cute small puppy. I'd like to kiss his face. Heart, heart, heart. <laughs> and to follow up on that one, these are, these are all, I forgot to say, except for the very first guy that had the daughter, uh-huh. these are all female names. Okay. That are leaving these reviews. That I'm well, assuming by just the username that they're all female names. So, are we sure they're not the same ladies that are leaving SoundCloud reviews or SoundCloud feedback for <laughs> That's us? That's what I was going to say. It possibly could be. <laughs> uh, so this one is by Ariella. So totally. Could oh be. wait a minute. Um, what spell that? A R I E L A. Oh okay okay. So my sister, just as me, has this issue about falling in love with movie animals. Just those with human features. Don't think wrong. Simba, Mufasa, Scar, Gil, Dodger, The Beast, Diaval, which I have no idea what she's talking about, and Smodge is definitely one of them. I got her this Smodge, and she made me go deaf with her screams. She's 27, by the way, as you can guess. As you can guess? <laughs> yes. Why? Can you guess I that? Never, I would have guessed more like 12. 12, yeah. <laughs> wow. So what is the appeal... You know, I this seems like my demographic here. What is the appeal of these animals? These, I mean, I, why, it's like what's the word that I can't say? And the more anthropomorph, but anthropomorphizing. But but I I like animals, but I don't I don't like dragons, and I don't fall in love with them, no, and I well, don't the first... buy their their figurines. No, you're not gonna kiss his face. Heart, I'm heart, not heart. gonna kiss his face. It's plastic. And um, the first three she named are Simba, Mufasa, and Scar. And aren't they all three lions from the, yes. the Lion King? Yes. Is Maybe Gumbo in there at all? Gumbo? Um, no. Gil and Dodger and the Beast, which is that Beauty and the Beast? Is that, does he have a name other than Be- I mean, I know the, he's got a name. I think his name is human. the Beast, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Maybe that's what she means. And Diaval, D-I-A-V-A-L, which I've never heard of. Me either. Maybe she means the devil? Maybe. <laughs> so that was another five-star review. Here's another one. Um, when I got this, he was a lot bigger than I was expecting, but I know my husband will love him since he loves dragons, and when he saw the movie, he was drooling. So this is going to be a <laughs> great birthday present for him. <laughs> what? Well, wait. First of all, isn't it in the description that it's six inches tall? Yes. And Literally second of all... in the name of the... Okay. <laughs> the name of the product is... Hobbit 3 Smodge 6-inch pop action figure. <laughs> and over, there's probably 25 pages of reviews in this thing. So like oh, no. three or 400 reviews. At least 50% had, this is a lot bigger than I expected. I can't believe how big this is. Wow, this is really a huge. Literally over half. And it's in the name of the thing. Well, that tells us pretty much all we need to know. Yep. Especially the husband drooling. (laughs) 
Oh, and by the way, still all women. Still all women's names. Huh. Um, this is by Rachel, and she says, I got the chance figure with the different eyes, and he draws everyone's attention when they walk into my office. Another one at the office. <laughs> yes. Maybe they all these women. Maybe they work at like a comic book, like, factory. Yeah, that would be the only... Or they make comic books, I don't know. That would be something that actually made sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe maybe we're looking at this wrong. Um, another, another lady. Um, the boyfriend was very pleased with his birthday present. Although I'm not sure if this was biased or not, um, <laughs> which is confusing to me on many levels. Yeah, the, there's yeah, definitely. By the review was biased, or the fact that she bought him that present was biased. I think the fact that he was pleased with it, she's not sure if it's biased or not. I, well, that's totally not the case. That's what a review is. If he likes the item, but. Unless he liked the item beforehand. It's almost like she's saying, my boyfriend said he was very pleased with this, but I am a very honest reviewer, so I cannot vouch for him saying, I I can't tell for sure if he was very pleased, so I need to make sure that you, the person reading the review, know that my integrity is still intact as a reviewer, because even though I'm, I'm I'm taking his word for it that he was pleased with this, he may be biased. That I is, want to make sure to declare all, you know, anything that could be, <laughs> could sway opinions on this. That is, you know, you have really delved deep into this reviewer. We went too deep. <laughs> we went too far. <laughs> because the last one says, five stars, Kawai, Kawai, Kawai. K-A-W-A-I, K-A-W-A-I. K-A-W-A-I. What in the world? Kawhi Leonard? Only, the only, no. I don't think that's how he spells his name. Okay. But maybe. The only theory I have about this is maybe they're trying to use, there's a Japanese word that's K-A-W-A-I-I that's like kawaii. Uh-huh. Maybe they're what trying to mean? say. It means cute in Japan. I think it means cute. Okay. Um. So maybe she's saying cute, cute, cute. Um, I can buy that. So, but it, it the the name on here is let me find that. the name of the person is Tiffany. So okay, it's not. First off, she spelled it wrong. If she's trying to say kawaii, and she doesn't have a name that I, it, I am very confused by this. Or she was trying to say visit. The island of Kauai, which she also misspelled, though. Yeah, or, or Kauai, like you said, Kauai Leonard is a great basketball player. Exactly. I'm just trying to promote him in the Smodge Dragon yeah. uh, thing. Oh, and I did find one more real quick. Um, five stars, another lady, everything okay in all caps. <laughs> that's, the, which, that's a great review. Which gets back to my giving awards for stuff that's just okay. <laughs> yeah. She gave five stars, the highest you can give, the maximum score to something that she, by her own admission, says, everything's okay. It's okay. It's just, eh. Yeah. Eh. Five stars, it's okay. Eh. <laughs> so she is not one to, you know, like the one who wanted to point out, I may be biased. She's not declaring that, you know, this could be, you know, I, I want to make sure my reviews are um, very trustworthy. She's basically saying, eh, it's okay, still five stars. Yeah. yeah she has now- no review integrity. Now, if people want to, rev- you know, get, leave us an iTunes review, yes. five, five stars with 
you know everything it, okay okay that, that's fine with us but in this in awesome. this instance i don't think that's appropriate for her she should yeah. give it like three stars for that yes so i, I don't think i mentioned this thing's 1559 on sale so oh, okay that's not so bad. order today smudge smudge smog Sm- s- uh, you got anything else nope any other pronunciations for small? I think uh, I think we should leave it where it is right now because we could come up with some, but I don't have any. All right. Well, okay. Bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Visual effects by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Costume design by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Speaking of music being written and performed by Jason Fuse, I don't know who writes these outro credits, but that's not entirely accurate. Hey, is it you? Who, me? You. Do you write these credits? Yes, ma'am. Okay, well I wrote and performed Minnesota Nice, so we're going to have to get that changed right, right now. Wait, wait, what? You're what? I am syncing your calendar to Jason Fuse's calendar. Wait a minute, what? I am syncing your calendar to Jason Fuse's calendar. No, no. No, 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 no. Come back. No, no, come on. Hold on, hold on. Graphics by Jason Fuse. No animals will harm in the recording of this podcast. I love snow peas, and I love you.